0: They just barely look like us, but don't let that fool you. This world is a strange one. Humanoids are a category of creature very frequently sighted throughout the globe. They are exactly how they sound, any strange animal somewhat similar to humans in appearance. But that doesn't mean they won't rip you to shreds. Enjoy these allegedly real sightings of humanoids. But first, I want to hear your creepy bridge stories. If you've got one, send it over at deathbyfear.com. Also, would you do me a big favor and give me a follow on vid.me slash darknessprevails. I'll be posting some videos on Vidme from now on as well. Now, let's get into these stories about creatures that look like people. Well, Almost. Number one, The Thing in the Bushes, submitted by Chris Stick. This happened to me back in 2007 in the city of Hesperia, California, at the edge of an open desert that is referred to by locals as Honda Valley. I was driving home from a friend's house at around one in the morning, and I was just cruising enjoying the night air. My friend, let's call them D for the purposes of this story, lived up in an area of town known as the Mesa, because it was just that. Honda Valley and the Mesa were our stomping grounds as young high schoolers, and many a test of bravery and strength was taken by myself, D, and other friends from the school. I wish I could say that nothing paranormal was going on out there, but there was definitely no shortage of strange tales and sightings from the locals in that area. On this particular night, as I passed a steep hill that led down into the valley, I saw what appeared to be a humanoid thing that I would never forget. At first, I thought it was some kind of Halloween decoration, maybe even a new road sign I'd never seen before, something like that. But as I drew closer, I could make out arms and legs as well as a bulbous head with small beady black eyes. I couldn't see a mouth or a nose. It was as if this thing was peeking out from behind the bush when I spotted it, peeking out at me. I slammed on the brakes coming to a screeching halt about 50 feet from the creature in the bushes. I absolutely couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was obviously a living thing, some animal, because I could see it make small, furtive movements. I could see it breathing, but everything else about it was just wrong, unnatural. It was tall for one thing, taller than any person I've met. If I had to guess, I'd say it was almost eight feet tall. Its arms appeared to be longer than the legs, but all three of its extremities that I could see from my position, they were incredibly gaunt and emaciated looking with defined but undersized muscles. I just sat there for a moment, staring at this creature as it stared right back at me, I didn't feel any malevolent vibes from it. It didn't seem to want to hurt me. It rather looked like it was contemplating what to do now that I had noticed it. It slowly began to move back behind the large bush that hid most of its form. The only thought I had was that whatever it was, I was unarmed, and that made me truly uncomfortable. So I reached for my glove box without taking my eyes off the creature. However, upon opening it, I remembered that I had removed the gun from the vehicle the previous day as I had to have an insurance inspection done. I silently cursed myself as I remembered that I had nothing on me except for a small pocket knife and that wasn't enough in the way of self-defense. After what seemed like hours, I decided to get out and try and at least get a photo of the thing to my dismay, the sudden movement of me opening the door caused this creature to turn and flee down the hill into Honda Valley. Either brave or stupid, I sprinted to the edge of the road to try and see where this thing was going, but it was a moonless night and I could see nothing beyond the woods, yet I could hear the thing moving. It sounded heavy despite its skinny frame because I heard it crashing through the bushes down the hill like an angry buffalo. Still, I strained my eyes in the darkness, but I could see nothing of value. Within about 30 seconds of bolting, it had made it down the 80-foot, 45-degree angled hill and vanished into open desert. I was left there dumbfounded for maybe three minutes or so. My car sat in the road with the engine running and the driver door wide open. I decided to get back in my car and continue on my way, I was really having a tough time trying to figure out what had just happened, what I had just seen. I'm a huge paranormal geek and I'm well acquainted with various different cryptids, but this thing was unlike anything I've ever imagined. It was no Mothman or Chupacabra, not a werewolf or Bigfoot. It seemed more like a kind of gray alien, but more animalistic. All in all, I know it sounds crazy, but I know what I saw. I didn't just catch a glance of it, I observed the thing for a good minute or so. Upon returning home, I had this nagging desire to grab my 303 British and head back out to the desert to look for this thing. However, I decided against it since there was no moon that night and if this thing wanted to hurt me, then I would be going on a suicide mission. I would be strolling into its habitat, its territory. Plus, the 303 is so loud that if I ended up firing it out there in the desert at this time of night, I'd definitely be spending a few days in jail. In the end, I'm left with simple but unnerving questions. What's down there in Honda Valley? What was it that I see? Some kid in the world's most expensive costume playing a prank, or some sort of humanoid alien, a skinwalker, or a wendigo? I highly doubt I'll ever have a day when I have a definitive answer to these questions. But what I can say for sure is that if you ever find yourself out in that area known as Honda Valley in Hesperia, California, and it's the dead of night, I'd recommend you bring a gun or some kind of weapon for defense because I know that there's something out there wandering the isolated desert. And I worry that next time someone encounters it, it won't be as timid as it was on that summer night all those years ago. Number two, Gargoyle Like Humanoid, submitted by Enzo. This sighting will forever haunt me. Whatever I saw, it definitely wasn't from this world. It was demonic. Before I tell my experience, I'll tell you about me. I was 17 of age when this happened, and I'm 20 now, so it happened around three years ago. I live in the Sierra Nevadas in Reno near the mountains heading towards California, otherwise known as the Sierras. I've never really shared this encounter with people, not even my parents, but it started after one of my friends had just graduated high school. Let's call him Jack. Jack invited me along with another friend who we'll call Nate, for a camping trip up in the mountains. I agreed immediately with no hesitation since I love the outdoors. A few days later, we got packed and hopped into Jack's pickup truck. We were planning on driving out to a place in the mountains called Hunter Lake and it would take very long to get there. After about six hours of driving through forest and mountains, we finally reached our destination. The lake was quiet and isolated like no life had invaded there except for the plants. We found it odd but discarded it. We set up our campsite right next to the lake and it was a perfect view. Fast forward a few hours, we were eating dinner when we heard a splash in the nearby lake. We all looked over, but all we saw were ripples in the water, nothing else. Again, we ignored it, thinking it was nothing and went to bed. We each had our own tent, but they were all next to each other so we could talk. Later that night, I woke up to the sound of a thump, thump, thump. I was freaked out and quickly asked if Jake and Nate were still awake. They both replied right away, telling me to cut it out, but I told them it wasn't me. And that's when we all kind of got freaked out. My friend had brought his rifle with him in case of bears or cougars, but it was at the truck which was a few dozen feet away from the campsite. To get it, one of us would have to get out and make a run for it. Nate volunteered for it, and I grabbed my pocket knife and followed. Jack also came with us with his flashlight shining around the camp. When we got the gun and turned around, Jack was frozen and pale white. I grabbed him by the shoulder, asking him what was wrong, and he simply dropped the flashlight and told us to get in the truck. Seeing his face like that, we listened without a word. So we all clamored into the truck and we hauled Tell out of there. We yelled at him asking why he would leave everything behind like that. He just drove, not talking at all for the longest time. That was enough to give me chills because I'd never seen Jack act like that. The next day in broad daylight, we went back to the camp only to find everything completely destroyed. Our fishing gear had disappeared and our tents had astonishing slashes in them and I'm talking huge claw marks. We got everything back into the truck, but we were all silently confused as to what had happened. My friends said it was time to leave, but I had to take a leak. So just before we left, I went a ways out to do my business and as I did, I looked one last time across the lake, and God, I wish I hadn't, because what I saw put the fear in me to this very day. Standing at the other side of the lake was an animal seven to eight feet tall with blackish grayish skin. It had no hair at all. Its arms were incredibly long, almost touching the ground. Its nails were like daggers, scraping along the ground, but this thing's face was what put hell inside you. It had fangs like razors or knives and its eyes. Its eyes had a glowing red tint to them and when you looked at them, all you could see was anger and death. It puts you into some sort of trance, like it's calling to you to come towards it. If it weren't for Nate calling for me, I probably wouldn't be here to write this story. I ran to the car as fast as I could and I told Jack to step on it. He looked me in the face and saw my expression, and I think he knew, without an exchange of words, that I had seen it as well. So he listened, we booked it out of there, and I looked back one last time, and that was the biggest mistake of my life. The creature was now on the same side of the lake as us, chasing the car and easily keeping pace, and the next thing I know, Everything goes black. Apparently, I had passed out. When I woke up, Jack and Nate asked if I was okay, and all I could see were those red eyes, big red eyes. Jack looked at me and turned white as a ghost. You saw it too, didn't you? I responded the only way I could, with a slight nod of my head. Ever since this experience, I've never gone camping, and not a single force on earth will ever lead me back to that terrible place with that demon creature. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. Do you believe in monsters? And given the chance, would you be brave enough to track one down on your own? In June's Journey, people are the true monsters, and you can live the story yourself for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price Priceline. Number three, Was It The Rake? Submitted by Country Life? I live in a remote wooded area in Montana near the town of Troy. It was on a cold night in October around 8 p.m my mother asked me to take out the trash so i strapped on my boots and slung my rifle over my back i brought my rifle because our dumpster is about 200 feet away and we often see bears and raccoons in the area though the rifle is for the former as soon as i stepped out onto the porch with the trash in my hand i smelled something awful and it wasn't the trash it smelled like rotting meat I continued walking until I reached the dumpster, but I was alarmed by three long, deep scratch marks in the metal trash can. My eyes widened, and the air seemed to grow colder in the second. I threw the bag in and looked around, but I didn't see anything. So, already creeped out, I began walking back towards the house when I suddenly heard some leaves crunching. They were in the dark somewhere nearby maybe 50 to 100 feet away if I had to guess. I looked in the direction of the noise and soon saw something consisting of white, pale flesh. There was a white humanoid figure jumping and clawing up at a tree, climbing it until I couldn't see it through the leaves any longer. Now more curious than afraid, I ran back to the house to tell my mom that I had to see something really quick. She said okay and I took off towards the woods. I had no idea how bad of an idea this was. Now, I'm 17 and I've been raised around guns my whole life. I think I'm quite capable with one, so maybe that's why I felt so safe walking out there alone in the dark. I walked over to the base of the tree where I saw that thing climb up. I could just barely see its white flesh from all the way down by the trunk. Whatever it was, it was definitely up there and it was probably looking at me. So I grabbed a small yet strong pocket-sized flashlight from my pocket. I turned the head to click it on. Then I shone the light up towards the tree through the branches and what the light revealed literally made me jump back. This thing that I'd been pursuing, this creature that I just had to see by myself, it was massive Skinny, but tall. The length of its body from foot to head seemed to be around eight feet tall. The thing had pale colored skin and it was completely hairless and naked. It was bald with no hair on its head at all and its eyes were solid white. They seemed to glow in the reflection of my flashlight beam. I wasn't sure what I was looking at and I assumed that some trespasser had climbed up on a tree Maybe it was some psycho running around naked or something. So I called up to it, telling whoever or whatever it was to get down. Then it let out an awful high-pitched scream in response. It was so loud I dropped my flashlight and covered my ears. Almost right away, my mother ran out of the front door of the house and came running to my direction, screaming my name. But just as she came out, the thing jumped out of the tree and began running, and though it resembled a person, it did not run like any human I've seen. Rather, it crawled on all fours, like some sort of sickly gorilla, but very unnaturally fast. Quickly, I aimed my rifle up to fire at it. I think I hit it square in the back. In response, it somersaulted forward and fell over for a second before getting right back up, only to begin running away once more. Its pace was much slower now. I went back inside with my mom and she called the cops. We stayed hunkered in the house, not even daring to open the blinds at the windows. When the officers arrived, we told them what had happened and they searched our property for a while, but they didn't find anything. After this experience, I've never seen the creature again, but every once in a while, I can hear the same scream from off in the distance, the same scream it had belted that night from somewhere in the woods. Remember, folks, it's not always safe out in the forest. Number four, The Winter Demon, submitted by Sarah M. I've always been quite hesitant to share this story because the creature I saw is just so bizarre. But now after hearing people confess their encounters with similar creatures, I decided that now is a better time than never. I hope those that are listening listen with an open mind. This happened when I was a little girl. I was six years old, about to turn seven in a few months. It was during a cold winter night I know it was the last day of November because I was very excited about turning the page on the calendar to December and start counting down the days to Christmas. Our village was very small. There was no place to buy groceries around, so we had to drive to a nearby bigger town about half an hour away. So my family and I were just returning home from a long grocery run. My mom drove up the long driveway to our house and pulled our big old Ford van up to the front door. As we all got out to get the groceries, she left the headlights on so we could see our way to the house. My parents and my older brother were unloading the grocery bags and carrying them inside while I was playing around in a frozen puddle. You know how sometimes there is an air pocket in the ice, and when you step on them, it makes a crackling noise. Well, I just loved doing that, so I was very distracted with my own fun. Then suddenly, I felt this wave of panic and worry come over me. It felt like something was watching me. Right away, I stopped splashing around and looked up to the side of my house that was illuminated by the van's headlights. I don't know how I knew to look there, but the image of the horrible thing I saw is basically tattooed into my brain. There on the side of our house, there was this creature The only way I know to describe it is that it was some demon. The demon was humanoid, naked, and about the size of a child. It looked like a skeleton with skin tightly stretched over its body. The skin was sickly brownish yellow in color. Right away, it reminded me of faded and worn out leather. And that horrible face. It was big and bald with huge red glowing eyes. I couldn't find a nose anywhere on the thing's face, but it definitely had a mouth, a huge mouth, that was full of very sharp teeth. The thing was on all four legs and somehow was sticking to the wall. I was frozen there like the puddle beneath me. I was staring in disbelief for a few seconds before I finally snapped out of it. And when I did, I made a mad dash to the house When I got inside, I ran to my mom and started sobbing. And when I finally could speak, I told her what I saw. She gave me a big hug and reassured me that my eyes were simply playing tricks on me. But she said that she could ask my dad to go out and take a look if that made me feel better. To this, I gave a fervent no. I didn't want my dad to go out there with that thing. I could never forgive myself if that creature got him. I wish I could say that the encounter ended there, but it didn't. Later that night, after my mom got me to bed, but all I could do was lay awake for the longest time. It must have taken me a few hours before I finally managed to fall asleep at all. But not too long after that, I woke up to a very weird and frightening feeling, like I was compelled to get up and look out the window My mind and body were telling me not to, but something drove me to do it. So I pulled myself out of bed hesitantly and I made my way to the window. When I looked down, I saw the bright moonlight reflecting in the fresh snow, making it very bright outside. And as I scanned the surroundings, that's when I saw it again. The demon was back. It was crawling on its hands and knees through the snow, Somehow, it just seemed to sense I was looking at it because only a few seconds after I found it did it slowly turn its head to face me. It stared at me with those awful red eyes. I forced myself to turn away and I dived right back into my bed, pulling the covers over me. I tried to tell myself that it was just a dream. I stayed there for a few more hours before finally falling asleep to what little sleep there was left to have. Morning came too quickly, and I went out to the kitchen where my mom was cooking breakfast. A few minutes later, my dad came inside from clearing the snow out of the driveway. He then asked my mom if I or my brother had been out playing in the snow this morning, but neither of us had. My dad went on. He said, that's weird. It looks like some kid had crawled in the snow across the front yard. As soon as I heard him say that, my whole body was covered with goosebumps. What was that thing? Why did it appear to me? And what were its intentions? I never had these questions answered. Later on in life, when I was a bit older, I couldn't help but wonder if that thing I saw that night was some sort of omen or harbinger of death. I only say this now because just a few months later, we were involved in a violent traffic accident and me and my brother managed to survive. But it pains me to say this, my mom wasn't as lucky. Ever since I saw it, I can't walk over to my windows when it's night. I use my hand to block my sight so I can go get a drink at night and I never look in the direction of any windows. So there it is, I appreciate it if you tried to believe me, and if you don't, that's fine. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but I assure you, this was all too real, and I miss my mother dearly. And number five, Terror in the Woods, submitted by Carver E. When I moved into that cabin deep in the woods, I expected a relatively peaceful life, free from the noise and bustle of the city. However, the things that lurk in the woods proved to be far more unpleasant than any mere inconveniences living in an urban lifestyle. I'm recounting this tale in hopes that someone out there learns from my mistakes. We all need to recognize that mother nature is not a force to be reckoned with. I've never been particularly fond of living in close proximity to others. I've always preferred being left alone to my own devices. So making the move from suburbia to a house deep in the forests of upstate New York was an easy transition, especially with a recent promotion that allowed me to do most of my work at home on my laptop. The house was modest, a one-story wooden cabin that was at the end of a dirt road about a mile off the main road. However, even this main road was not well maintained due to the fact that few people ever traversed through the area. The nearest actual town was about an hour's drive away. The closest neighbors I had were more than five miles out, which made the place even more perfect for me. The only problem I could foresee was the internet speed, which was mediocre at best, and the spotty cell phone reception. I dismissed these as trivial problems and moved in as soon as I could in October of last year. My dog, Buster, was my only companion in this isolated abode, and that's how I preferred it. The first few weeks of my new life were absolute bliss. I would finish my work early in the morning and then have the rest of my day to explore the scenic countryside with my loyal dog at my side. Every day, there'd be something new to see or do, Every time I stepped outside my door, I found a new experience lying in wait for me. I craved the unknown and was not afraid to be brash in my search for the things that lurked just beyond the tree line. I was familiar with the local wildlife and had encountered black bears and coyotes before with no problems. So I was unconcerned with being attacked or mauled on my strolls. My lack of fear and disregard for nature, however, would nearly cost me my life only a few days later. It had seemed like a normal day. I'd just finished up dinner and the sun was setting, leaving a little light in the sky. I was prepared for another solitary night and after watching some Netflix, I decided to go to bed. My eyes had just closed when I jolted upright from my dog's frantic barking. Though he was a generally calm dog, Buster didn't tend to freak out when he saw any animal that was bigger than me. I rolled my eyes and let out a sigh of frustration, assuming he'd just seen a coyote or deer through the window. I got out of bed and walked to the living room, intent on shutting the drapes so that Buster would quiet down. I walked over to comfort him and then turned to the window to close the blinds, and that's when I froze in fear. There was nothing there now, but the moment I turned to look, I swear I saw, out of the corner of my eye, a head staring into the window and then darting out of sight just before I could fully see it. The shape of the head was not animalistic and the way it avoided detection was like no animal I'd ever seen. Unnerved, I closed the drapes and decided to sleep on the couch with my dog for the rest of the night. Although I did not get much sleep, Strange noises kept emanating from deeper in the forest. Terrible sounds that sounded like something screaming whilst being strangled. For the next few nights, I rarely got sleep. The sounds persisted and I was running out of logical explanations for them. Every time I looked out a window, I swear I saw movement, but whatever it was was always gone before I could get a good look at it. I did my best to go about my normal life. I still went out for walks, but I often came across dead animals with their stomachs slid open. And as far as I could tell, the only thing eaten from them were their intestines. When I was on my walks, I always felt watched, and soon all of this put an end to my walks. In hindsight, I should have recognized the danger I was in early and gotten the heck out of there as soon as I could. But I was stubborn, and refused to be scared away from my new home. After a week or so of mostly sleepless nights and constant paranoia, I'd had enough. I went out in the middle of the night with a flashlight and my shotgun. I was determined to rid myself of this insanity. As I trampled through the forest, the usual feeling of being watched came over me, but I ignored it. However, I had hastily charged into the forest without fully knowing what direction to go in. So now, the noises seemed to be coming from all around me. My courage slowly dwindled down as the noises seemed to taunt me from behind the trees, slowly getting louder and more violent sounding. I knew some sort of predator was watching me, but as usual, I would only get glimpses of it out of the corner of my eye In a fit of rage and temporary insanity from exhaustion, I began firing at random. The shots rang out one by one, and on the seventh shot, I heard a bullet connect with something. The violent strangled noises ceased for less than a second before an ear-splitting scream of absolute pain filled the cool autumn air. I looked over to where I had fired and I felt my blood run cold. Crouched partially behind a tree was a tall and thin creature, hardly humanoid in shape with gnarled skin that was the color and texture of a tree's bark. It stood at least seven feet tall with a small torso, but its arms and legs were incredibly long and they were thinner than should be possible. One of its grotesque arms was wrapped around where I supposed its stomach was and its glowing yellow eyes were transfixed on me in a look that I can only describe as pure rage. On all fours, it began to rush at me, and that was all the motivation I needed to get out of there. It wasn't even bothering to conceal itself as it had done previously, so I was completely aware of the danger I was in. I bolted it, running the fastest I'd ever run before I sprinted all the way back to my house and after running inside to grab my keys and dog and a few other items, I jumped into my car and drove away as quickly as I could. As the cabin got smaller and smaller, I noticed Buster whimpering in the passenger seat, staring at something behind us. Looking in my rear view mirror, I saw the giant figure coming up upon my house. Seeing that we were already gone, It let out one final strangled roar before slowly retreating back into the forest. After a long night, I went back the next day to retrieve all my belongings and I was out of there long before the sun went down again. I'm not entirely sure what the creature was. All I know is that I'll never again live alone in the wilderness. If there's one thing you never want to see in the woods, it's some sort of humanoid creature. The fact that they look similar to us can play tricks on your mind. You might not run away when your body tells you to. You might get a little too trusting. Or maybe it will scare you more than it ever could when it smiles knowingly back at you. Good night. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. And don't forget to send us your creepy bridge story soon at deathbyfear.com. Thanks.